Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about labour and delivery. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash labour and delivery or in the reproductive system section of the Zero to Finals obstetrics and gynaecology book. So let's get straight into it. Labour and delivery normally occur between 37 and 42 weeks gestation. There are three stages of labour. The first stage is from the onset of labour, of true contractions, until 10 centimetres of dilation of the cervix. The second stage is from 10 centimetres of dilation of the cervix to delivery of the baby. And the third stage is from the delivery of the baby to the delivery of the placenta. Let's talk a bit about prostaglandins. Prostaglandins act like local hormones triggering specific effects in the local tissues. Tissues throughout the body contain and respond to prostaglandins. They play a crucial role in menstruation and labour by stimulating contractions of the uterine muscles. They also have a role in ripening the cervix before delivery. One key prostaglandin to be aware of is prostaglandin E2. Pessaries that contain prostaglandin E2, which is also called dinoprostone, can be used to induce labour, to get labour started artificially. Let's talk about Braxton Hicks contractions. Braxton Hicks contractions are occasional, irregular contractions of the uterus. They are usually felt during the second and the third trimester and women can experience temporary and irregular tightening or mild cramping in the abdomen. These are not true contractions and they do not indicate the onset of labour. They do not progress or become regular. Staying relaxed and hydrated can help reduce Braxton Hicks contractions. So let's start by talking about the first stage of labour. The first stage of labour is from the onset of labour of true contractions, not just Braxton Hicks contractions, until the cervix is fully dilated to 10 centimetres. It involves cervical dilatation, which is opening up of the cervix, and cervical effacement, which is where the cervix gets thinner from front to back. The show refers to the mucus plug in the cervix that prevents bacteria from entering the uterus during pregnancy, falling out and creating space for the baby to pass through. The first stage of labour has three phases. The latent phase is from 0 to 3 centimetres dilation of the cervix and this progresses at around 0.5 or half a centimetre per hour and there are irregular contractions during the latent phase. The active phase is from 3 centimetres to 7 centimetres dilation of the cervix and this progresses at around 1 centimetre per hour and it coincides with regular contractions of the uterus. And finally the transition phase is from 7 centimetres to 10 centimetres dilation of the cervix. This also progresses around one centimetre per hour and there are strong and regular contractions. Next let's talk about the second stage of labour. And the second stage of labour lasts from 10 centimetres dilation of the cervix to delivery of the baby. 
The success of the second stage of labour depends on the three P's. Power, passenger and passage. Power refers to the strength of the uterine contractions. Passenger refers to four descriptive qualities of the fetus. The size, particularly the size of the head as this is the largest part that has to pass through the cervix. The attitude, which is the posture of the fetus, for example how the back is rounded and how the head and the limbs are flexed. The lie, which is the position of the fetus in relation to the mother's body. So a longitudinal lie is where the fetus is straight up and down. A transverse lie is where the fetus is side to side. And an oblique lie is where the fetus is at an angle. And finally, presentation, which is the part of the fetus closest to the cervix. A cephalic presentation is where the head is first. A shoulder presentation is where the shoulder is first. A breech presentation is where the legs are first. And this can be complete breech, which is where the hips and the knees are flexed, like the fetus is doing a cannonball jump into a pool. A frank breech, which is where the hips are flexed and the knees are extended, with the bottom coming first. And a footling breech, which is where there's a foot hanging through the cervix. And the final P is passage, and this is the size and the shape of the passageway, mainly the pelvis. So they're the three P's, power, passenger and passage. Next let's talk about the cardinal movements of labour. And there are seven cardinal movements of labour. And these are the movements that the baby goes through in order to be delivered. The first is engagement, and this is where the top of the baby's head enters the pelvic inlet in a transverse or side-to-side -side position. The next stage is descent, and this is where the baby's head descends past the pelvic inlet into the pelvic cavity. The next stage is flexion, where the baby's head flexes its chin to the chest, presenting the narrowest part of the head. Then there's internal rotation, where the baby's head rotates, so the sagittal suture is in an anterior-posterior, or front-to-back position. Next is extension, where the head passes through the pelvic outlet, the head extends, and the head is born. Then there's restitution and external rotation, and this is where the head rotates to a transverse position, so that the shoulders are matching the pelvic outlet. And finally there's expulsion, which is where the anterior shoulder, then the posterior shoulder, then the rest of the body are born. Let's talk about descent. And obstetricians will describe the position of the baby's head in relation to the mother's ischial spines during the descent phase. Descent is measured in centimetres, from minus 5 centimetres when the baby's head is high up around the pelvic inlet, 0 centimetres when the baby's head is at the ischial spines, and this is when the head is described as engaged, and plus 5 centimetres when the baby's head has descended further out. Finally, let's talk about the third stage of labour. And the third stage of labour is from the completed birth of the baby to delivery of the placenta. 
physiological management of the third stage of labour is where the placenta is delivered by maternal effort without any medications or cord traction, without pulling on the cord. Active management of the third stage is where the midwife or the obstetrician assist in delivery of the placenta. Active management shortens the third stage and reduces the risk of bleeding. Hemorrhage or more than 60 minutes of delay in delivery of the placenta should prompt active management of the third stage. The downside of active management is that it can be associated with nausea and vomiting due to the medications that are used. Active management involves giving a dose of intramuscular oxytocin to help the uterus contract and expel the placenta. Along with the medications, careful traction is applied to the umbilical cord to guide the placenta out of the uterus and the vagina. So thank you for listening to this episode on labour and delivery. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. I hope you join me for the next episode where we'll move on to gynaecology and we'll start with the differential diagnoses that you'll come across in gynaecology.